you know, and this is the African in me, right? Mm. <laughs> um, we're all in a relationship to everything and everyone around us, mm. right? Nobody can tell me otherwise. Um, and that like the conditions of our experiences, our relationships, and our emotions, they really do influence like how we view the world, right? Like if I grew up in a single household in the hood, and it was my duty to protect because, for example, my mother legit didn't have the time. Mm. Not only do I get to grieve that, but I also get to actually look at it and say that that was okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that it hurt and that um, I can celebrate myself for surviving that and celebrate that she survived that and then come to the conclusion of well what am i going to do now and 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 how do i want that part of me to show up every day yeah 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 Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Gede Maza. Gede is born in Ethiopia, but he was raised here in the U.S. I think this is probably one of our first episodes where we're really talking about uh, the immigrant experience. And I think it's a very interesting twist on the immigrant experience because oftentimes uh, the immigrant experience is not like people who look like me. Immigrant experience is not people who are from countries that are not in the battle with the politicians and conversations about immigration reform. The challenging part is that oftentimes we ignore the other immigrant stories. You know, Gade and I talked about uh, the journey of an African immigrant. You know, in this country, we have lots of experiences that people have talked about where my ancestors were enslaved, if you can imagine that. And there's plenty of people out there who are willing to actually act like that didn't happen. But even outside of those people, and that'll be another episode for another time to really dig deep. And as you know, my conversation with, uh, with Mr. Beal, we had a really deep conversation about this. But in this conversation, what happens when you look like me when you have this skin tone of a, a black man, but yet your experience is very different. You know, there's a, a man in Colorado, um, Papadia, the African leadership group, and he talks about this idea that oftentimes the un- misunderstanding of the African immigrant and the um, black man in America, or the black peoples in America, we miss the big difference of their experience. Those who immigrate from Africa, um, technically, according to the way we understand slavery here in the U.S., have never been enslaved. Their reality is very different than a person here who has overcome or tried to overcome or battling to overcome the oppression, the racism the, the that we've experienced growing up in this country here. Now, you might be saying, like, what's happening? What is this about the mask? Well, it shows up in so many ways. It shows up in so many of our conversations. It shows up in so many of our ways of being with each other and how people treat us, how people treat each other. I think there's a really powerful 
part of this conversation that uh, that G'day and I talk about as he talks about experiences being in school and how people talked about him badly and how they made fun of how his um, food smelled because they had never smelled African food. They made fun of the how he dressed and how uh, there were so many areas that he brought up in this conversation that I'm really thankful that we're talking about. Because I think that until we're willing to have conversations that we oftentimes are not having, we're going to keep believing and thinking the way we've always been thinking. Every time we get a chance to work with the man and talk about our masks, it's a new connection. And this conversation, as you hear, when when we have to kind of close up, we're not done. Like it, there's more to this conversation coming in the future. And so I'm really excited about the next steps of what uh, our next conversation is going to be about, because you will hear that we've had so much more to learn about each other. I think it's so important that you understand how these masks work. The front of the mask are the things that we gladly let the world see. The back of the mask are the things that we don't usually let people see. It's one picture plus six words. And in these conversations, I think we're learning and we're continuing to learn that we want to have these conversations. We want to have deeper, meaningful conversations. And I think that these conversations are going to help be the catalyst for those um, normalizing of those kind of conversations. There's one more piece I want to mention in this episode, but also in this work, is that there is an opportunity for us as we constantly recognize that um, that men and boys want to have deeply meaningful and rich conversations, that we also have to be willing to listen. And when we hear a perspective that is not our own, when we hear a perspective that doesn't align with our past paradigm of how the world works, we have to be more thoughtful. Because if I hear something I don't agree with and I all of a sudden begin to push the person away or I begin to downplay what they're saying and their experience, then we're going to continue not understanding each other more. We're going to continue not believing in the possibility of um, feeling whole and that my whole self I can bring to work and school and play and sports and community. It's really important that we continue having these conversations. So if you have um, not yet had a chance and you want to share this episode with somebody, share it with somebody. Maybe there's somebody in your life who you've been missing understanding what they're really going through, what their real experience is. Maybe this will help to open up some of those conversations. We thank you for being a part of this podcast. Um, please like, subscribe. Please um, rate our the podcast. Please let us know how we're doing. If you got some ideas of people who you think we should talk to, please introduce us to them. Um, but we're excited about the next season of this work. And as we move into December, you know, the holidays, we we got some exciting things that are coming on the horizon. Um, we've just um, uh, made an agreement with our new youth host. You'll get to meet him really soon. And we're excited about that. And we also are really excited about um, the end of the year as we bring in 2023. And so, we know December is, you know, doesn't always bring in maybe positive things for people. Maybe for some it brings in festive and music and lights and trees and gifts and food. Maybe for some it doesn't bring in the same emotions and we understand that too. And we imagine that some of these conversations will touch on that in the coming weeks. Thank you so much for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask podcast. We look forward to seeing you soon. 
Good day, Maza. No, I said it wrong. Maza. See, I did it already. I was like, hey. so I, I even practiced. <laughs> I, I even practiced. Good day, Maza. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, Oh, sir. man. It is a pleasure to have you on the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, man. And uh, thank you for fumbling and keeping it real. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I people have been misspelling my name since since birth. So I've been, I, I, I always know the feeling is like, is the letters are right there? How can't you yeah. see it, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I've I've learned to ask the question first and uh, and Love practice it. twice. You know what I mean. So thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited for you being here. How you know? How about we get started and you introduce yourself? What do you want folks to know about you before we jump into these masks? Um, I'm really excited to get in this conversation. Yeah. Um. I, I'll keep my intro brief because because I'm actually excited to dive into the convo. Um. So my name is Gaday Maza. I am a, a first-generation Ethiopian, um, very specifically from a region, a northern region in Ethiopia called Tigray. Um, if folks don't know, definitely do your research on, on that section of, of the country, um, and especially what's going on now. Um, I'm a therapist out of Fresno, California, have been in Fresno dang near half my life, um, tried to leave, but came back because this is home and this is where the heart is. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, definitely got a story to tell. I, I've been in the mental health field for over 16 years now. Um, heavily, heavily, um, started work in, in the nonprofit mental health community based, uh, mental health world and really transitioned in the last like five to six years, um, from group practice into my own private practice where, um, you know, I, I serve, I like to say I, I serve community slash every bit and piece of, I think, the human experience, mm -hmm. um, but specifically young black men, um, men and boys of color, but very specific to our folks. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's where my heart is. And, and that's what I go with. Appreciate you having me, brother. Man, thank you. Thank you for those words and thank you for the work you're doing. I'm I'm really excited. I'm I hope at some point we'll get into the conversation between switching from the group work to the uh, the private work, right? Cuz I think that that's um definitely something as you know, as us as an organization ever forward, it's always been a circle. It's always been a circle of young men and it's always been, you know, I'm always talking to young people one-on-one -on -one in, you know, conversations or phone calls or whatever, but I'm not a therapist, you know, I'm just a mentor, right? So that, 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 that space of just conversation. And that's what this podcast is about, right? How do we, how do we help people see that sometimes we get into those groups and we're having all these words bouncing off the walls of each other and yet no one's really connecting, right? It's just the perfunctory words that word salad that, that, that shows up in groups, right? And then, how do we have a, a conversation with somebody that goes deeper? That, that's what we were talking about before the show. How do we go behind, below the waterline, like more than just the sports and the car and the new job and the promotion and the and the whatever other things that we use as our badge of honors and but to be like us, to be fully present, yeah. you know. So I'm I'm glad you're here. Thank you, man. I'm glad I'm glad I'm here too. And and you know, I, I guess. I love what I'm hearing. And, and you know, what I would add to, to, and to kind of piggyback off of this is I think group work is excellent. Right. And especially for the idea of um, vulnerability, right. We got things and experiences bouncing off each other. Um, but there's something special about 
<clears throat> just one-on-one, -on -one, you know, that really can't be replicated um, regardless of, of, of the group setting. So I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I love it. Um, I do see a space for group. Um, and, and I hope we can also touch on, um, and I'm sure we will, just my personal experience, you know, that's led me to my belief um, that dates back all the way to my, um, to my upbringing in Ethiopia um, mm. into modern day, because I definitely bring that flavor and experience um, because I've worked through my stuff and I consistently work through my stuff. Um, so I know it works, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm excited for this. All right. Well, I was just talking to a young man the other day, uh, who's going through it right now. And, um, and I was saying to him on the phone, um, and I was, I do, I try and do a good job of like not telling the young men, Hey, you need to go to therapy or you may, I, I try and ask enough questions that kind of round the corner with them, you know, and like, Hey, have you ever thought about, you know? you know, talking to someone who has a lot more skills than me, you know, like, and he even asked me, he said, are you, are you trying to suggest I go to therapy? I, I, said, <laughs> I said, I'm not suggesting anything really. I'm, I'm just asking some questions, you know, but the idea is that, you know, cause some people will feel offended. They'll be offended. Like, but when you hear someone who is going through it, how do you encourage them? Right? I think those are the things, right? Like I think our, our community definitely has had all these old messages about, pretending that everything is fine when it's not. And there was a time where you needed to do that. That was, that was, there was systematically a plan to like, Absolutely. even when stuff is falling apart at the seams, you pretend like you got it all together. And I think that we're no longer, we don't need to be there anymore um, in many ways. And so, um, you know, as this, as this opportunity for the mass goes, um, as you're the guest, you get to decide who goes first. You get to you get to be the guest and kind of the host. So, <laughs> do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, and yeah, uh, I, I don't mind going first. Okay. So, how about you share the front, and then I'll share the front of my mask, and then you can share the back, and then we'll go like that. For sure, for sure. And you know what? Right. I only got a front because my front and back is all together. So, okay. Can you? Can you? Is it? Oh, is it literally all together? All of it is it mixed in. Yep. Well, it's, right. it's divided, so I'm gonna break it down. Okay. How about I do this? How about just for okay? Well, take it, What's take up? it, take take it. No, go. <laughs> this is good. This is good. This is how we do it. All right, all right, all right. So <laughs> you know what? Instead of holding it up. Oh no, no, no! You're good. I listen. I this is what, the way the show works: is the guest decides, and <laughs> whatever you bring, you brought, and let's go. Let's do it. Let's all do right. it. All right. So, so you know, my mask is really divided into. Um, it's a whole that's divided into the half. And, and the reason why it's, it's that way is because a lot of the work that I've done um, through my own personal work um, in therapy is acknowledging that for me, there is no such thing as a front and back. And if anything, that's me hiding, right? So, so what I've developed and learned is I'm allowed to, um, depending on the situation, the person, place, or thing, constantly be present of my whole self. Right. Um, and not only that, but that, th yes, I do have a bridge that, that divides my whole part, but there's a door to that bridge because what I've learned about me and I think just me as, as a, as a young black African kid is I grew up so compartmentalized because I had to right? um, out of survival and my, my experience, my mother's experience and family experience was at that time, it worked. 
mm-hmm. and, and that we absolutely have the right to that. But then I started discovering that when I started becoming more and more safe and more vulnerable, um, right, and, and growing up, that those skills didn't work. So what, what I'm going to break down is my whole part, um, how old they are, if, if that makes sense, because they definitely got ages to them. And that um, I'm constantly aware of them. I'm constantly, as a 41-year-old, I'm constantly making negotiations with them parts, right? Yeah. Because if I don't control them as a wise 41-year-old or, or allow them to breathe, I know my experience. They cause me trouble, mm. right? So, um, so there's my kid, what I call my kid parts, right? Mm. Um, and then there's my distinct 41-year-old part. So I'll start with my kid parts. So I, I definitely, definitely got a two to three-year-old in there, mm. right? And he's very observant very quiet and he comes from a place of absolute survival right like the back of the brain stuff Mm. because what happened to me and and my mom um in in the early 80s is that my mom made two different trips by taking me literally with her and walked into a whole other country um Mm. We, we essentially became refugees. Um, and if folks know anything about the history of Ethiopia back then, it was a huge famine and um, political social war. And, you know, like any war that goes on in any country, um, especially, you know, kind of the, the far reaches of the globe, um, the first thing that, that happens in war is there's like social, financial um, instability. Mm. And... Uh, my mom decided, you know, on a couple of different occasions, but very distinctly when I was like about two and a half, three years old, it was time to go. Um, so that little guy still remembers that experience. Right. Yeah. And um, he actually um, has taught me that, OK, at 41, you can be observant, but not from a survival. Right. Disconnected observational space, but from a place that says, hey pay attention to what's happening around you, right? In a healthy way, and then feel what you need to feel and then make the choices that you need to make. So definitely got a, um, a very, very hyper-present, you know what I'm saying? Hyper-present, like two to three-year-old. Mm. Um, I got a 10-year-old, because that was the next shift for me that I remember as, as a little dude. And by about 10 years old, you know, I want to say I had it together. I was American, Ethiopian. Mm. Right. My identity was was still on a level like figuring itself out. And I was, too, Um, you know, like how to how to be African when I was at home, because that was very, very um, it it was a blessing. Number one, seeing it now. Right. This idea that I'm African, that I come from a place that I have a history and a very Mm. deep history. Um, And it was a challenge at 10, too, because, you know, I remember growing up where it wasn't cool to be African. You were some exotic person, place mm. and thing. You know yeah. what I mean? You smelled a certain way because of the food. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but my yeah. parents, you know, always taught us that like, listen, your identity will pay off. This is going to be hard. Yeah. But it will pay off as you get older. And of course, you know, two two identities, wanting to be American and also African. I was like, yeah, whatever. Right? Like, I get it. I got to struggle out there and I got to struggle in here. Mm. Um, but that 10 year old, um, when I think about him, he, he's the one that 
is in constant motion and transition. Mm. He doesn't quite have a, a a grounded sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then there's, and this is the, this is my, my, my challenge. Cause I still work with this one. I have this 16 year old in me, you know, that, mm. that, because the person places and things um, and, and still trying to push the who, what, where, when, why myself um, definitely has a level of disconnection. Yeah. And I know when he pops up in, in my adult life. Right. Um, but he's also the, the angry, right. Like explosive mm. side of me too. Um, but I have an understanding of him. Right. And, and I actually have mm. an understanding of all my parts, which is why I, you know, quote unquote, can manage them. Um, and then there's me, you know what I'm saying? Present moment, like I'm a 40 year old. I still call myself a kid, Ashanti. Like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, that's just my spirit. You know what I mean? I'm a 40 year old <laughs> kid. Um, I'm wise. I'm definitely grounded. Um, I'm emotionally present. <clears throat> I'm rational. And I, I got this, like, what I call just spirit. Like, there's just this rebel in me, right? Mm. And, and that 41-year-old is who I consistently make sure shows up in my everyday life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what I'm talking about, we we setting off the Taking Off the Mess podcast in another direction. And I, first of all, <laughs> thank you. For, okay, that was beautiful. That was no doubt. that was. That was that was unique and that was beautiful. And I think who oh man. Thank you for, for sharing those parts of the now can now can you show the image again? Can you show the image again? So now I can take it so we can take it in. Cause I wanna for those that are not are not watching or only hearing, um, it's a it's a it's a it's a circle and there's these ages on there that are that he described and uh that makes so much sense it's yeah. it's beautiful it's almost like a clock it's almost like a clock it's almost like a clock so you know the at you know at 12 it starts to two years old 10 years old oh it's beautiful beautiful um i okay i'm gonna show my mask and then i, I there's so many things that are that are rising <laughs> and you've actually given me a great idea mm. for 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 the after we do the mask because i think yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. All right. All right. I feel it, brother. All right. It. It's brand new. It's brand new. So, um, all right. I'm a, <laughs> all right. I'm a, you know, I'm I'm a change. I'm a change it. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. For for those that you know, I'm, I'm you know, I always make a mask. So I put the front and the back. Up, and I really like the way you describe. I'm trying to. I think the way you said it is, I'm trying to, uh, like, be present with my whole self like like it is not that i am i show these things and then these things i don't show so much as i'm always all of it and i'm doing my best to navigate all of it at the same time i'm doing my best to navigate the parts of myself that are the pleasant parts and the parts that are the not so pleasant parts the the parts that uh i think people really want to be around and the parts of myself that i don't even like myself and i know that people don't want to be around but it's in there too and how do i begin to integrate and be more where i'm not like uh you know i'm not averting things i'm not craving things i'm not like 
I'm not high energy than low energy. I'm like trying to be more equanimous, right? I think that's what mm-hmm. the, the 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 teachers of Vipassana talk about equanimous, you know. And I uh, and so that so that came up for me this idea that oh yeah, I can feel myself getting to a place where like okay, I don't want to I don't want to say anything, I don't want to do anything because I don't I think this other part of me that I don't really like about myself is gonna come out, right? Like how do I? And then I say silent, and then I'm not being even me, right? I'm not dealing with the the unpleasant parts are part of my experience too. Yeah. But because I always try and make happy and make things smooth and make things, then when, when it start to get edgy, I get more out of sorts yeah. because I'm trying to always keep it positive. And I think that I've done that so long in my life that the, the angry parts of myself have a hard time showing up when they really need to be showing up. When things are unjust, when things are out of pocket, when things are not healthy, I find myself, and this I experienced this as an educator, and I'm glad that you were an educator. I'll say it like this. Mm. There were times as a teacher that I was running this program, and I'm trying to help these young men in my classes, and the school has no programming for kids who don't love school. If you love school, you're going to do fine. You don't like school, it's almost like they blame you for not liking school. As opposed to taking the responsibility that this school is not so cool, and and there's nothing here that will make you feel welcome here. So why would you want to be here? And then they're upset that you don't want to be here, and that you rather not, and you rather hang out across the street at the at the at the donut shop. Yeah. Right. Why would I want to be in that building when no one cares about me there? No one likes me there. And I think about how many mm-hmm. times I wanted to like say something, and I. And I felt the pressure of like protecting my job, protecting this image and being the only black male teacher there was also a, a difficulty, right? Not to be the angry black man in that space. And so thank you for the way you broke it down. And um, yeah, no doubt. And I'm going to I'm going to I think I'm going to try and just use these words and I, I'm you give you me an idea. And I don't know how I'm going to incorporate what you just did about naming those parts of yourself but i appreciate it and i'm i'm excited i'm like i'm so excited i don't even have my words are like all over the place right now so um yeah who who i'm who i'm connecting to right now someone asked me the other day on Mm. on some um interview they asked me what does what was 15 year old ashanti like right what was he struggling with what did he need right and i think you know um, I graduated high school at 17. So um, I graduated, you know, one year younger than some other people, but I, you know, um, and, and I think that at 15, you know, I was a sophomore. I was, I was high. I was dedicated to school. Like I had just got my act together. I was, I was fired up to learn. I was, I, I liked learning, but I also had a bunch of friends that didn't. And I also hung around people who could care less about school. And I, and those are people who I enjoyed hanging around. They were funny. They were entertaining. Um, but also sometimes I felt like I was in places where I was like, this yep. is taking me nowhere. Like, this is really, <laughs> and I've been here for like two hours, three hours, four hours. And I'm like, this... my mom would not be happy that I'm here. First of all, uh, I, I, there's not, I, I'm, I'm entertained by why I'm here, but I'm also not, I don't, I don't, Hmm. And to leave, there's consequences and rules around that too. Yeah. And so I think like when I think back to like all the places in my life, when I think about the front of my mask where I wrote, uh, and today I wrote serious, intense, and caring, 
Like I've had to be intense and serious since I was seven years old. I was helping raise my siblings. I was taking care of kids. Like I was caring. I had, I had, I was taught to be nurturing. Like it was a part of me. Maybe I didn't have to be taught to be nurturing, but I was, but, but the serious part, like, Hey, if we're at the playground and I'm with my sister and my little brother, I'm the, I got I'm the protector. There's no father in the house. I, I am the only man in the house. So now my job is to protect them. So I got to be serious and I got to be and having to play those both roles. Right. Yep. Hey, why are you pushing my little brother? Why are you pushing my little brother? Why are you get, you know, and then I got to be the protector as much as I'm trying to be caring for him in that same moment. So how do I integrate both sides? And then put those stuff, that stuff on the back, the stuff on the back that I don't deal with so much worried uh, i wrote i wrote on here about food addiction mm. and fear is a big one that i that I try and keep on the back because a lot of times as i was trying to be the man of the house i didn't know what i was doing you know what i'm saying and then the rules were different right the rules at my house was like okay you're in charge of everything you got to take care of these siblings make sure they do your homework make sure they clean the house make sure they do their chores prepare the meal for them whatever it took but when i get to school I'm supposed to act like a little kid because all these other kids do do like little kids, right? Yeah. Like they all had a childhood and they're still acting like children. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't one of these little kids here. I don't know what's going on with you. So my arguments with teachers were oftentimes really kind of obnoxious because can I ask Ashanti? Yeah. Were they obnoxious or were they you attempting to connect because your experience on the outside mm-hmm. was different than your experience at school, at the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say, I would say I'm, not, I'm using obnoxious probably as my, more my mom's language than my <laughs> language. Like I thought they were, they made sense. Right. Yeah. Like, like I remember one time um, this was coming up in, um, I'm trying to think. Well, this one I'll do middle school. I'll do high school because it's an interesting one. So um, this teacher who was like hard nosed, like your binder had to be impeccable. You couldn't have any papers torn out. You had to have every hole punched that it was, it had to be impeccable. And my, I mean, I'm, I'm on my way to college, so I'm, I'm a high performing student. Mm-hmm. So she gives me a B. Now I, I used to make this joke. Like I love my last name. It starts with a B. Yeah, but my first name is Ashanti, so I'm always gonna get an A. So she gave me a B, right? A B, I think it was a B plus. It was a day to give around grades, right? And so I'm like, hey, hey, her name is Miss Keller. I'll never forget her world mm-hmm. history. I'm like, this, this is not right. You're you're missing. This is this is not right. There's no way I got a B plus. There's no way. Like I turned in everything. She's like, no, you're missing X Y Z, and she had all these. She had impeccable notes too, right? So mm-hmm. we both had impeccable notes, and I'm like. No, no, I didn't miss that. I have that right here. I have that right here. I gave you that, blah, blah, blah. And we were having this debate. And I remember, so this is me being intense, being serious, and caring about my grade, right? In the in that moment, there's a kid from the back who was like, man, just shut up and take your B and move. let's move on. Now, he's a kid who never does work. So the fact that he's telling me, let's move on, <laughs> is first of all, ironic. And, I, and I'm kind of a smart ass sometimes. So I'm like, hey, I'm not back there messing with you and your F. So mind your own business. For real. Right now. But and now I'm, I'm back to the teacher because this is my battle right here. 
And all of a sudden, he comes around the side and right in front of my desk. I'm on the front row. I, I sit on the front row. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, he's in the back. He walks up to the front. Yep. And he's like, what you say? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I got time for you. Go ahead, right? And he's like, he started, he started mouthing off. Mm-hmm. Now, now, at some point, um, there's only so much I'm going, I'm going to be able to take right there, right? Yep. I'm like, you need to just go, you know, I, we start arguing. The teacher's like, Shanti, stop, stop talking to him. I'm like, He's right here at my desk. Like he's literally like um, over me. Yeah. I don't, I don't fight. I'm not a fighter. I'm like, I'm a, I'm, I'm on my way out of Oakland to go to college. You know, and I remember that moment, like it was yesterday. And I remember I get sent to the office. Like I, I didn't even leave my chair. Like, how are you going to send me to the office? But cause she was mad. I was arguing with her mm-hmm. about my grades. So anyway, long story short, I'm just making the story because as I look back to these experiences that are like the pivot points, like I was, mm. I was fighting for the justice of my work, my hard work, my grade, like knowing that B's as long as they are okay. But if I'm trying to get to a, the top college, B's are not okay. And then having some dude who wants to get in some drama with me. Right. And I remember trying to talk to the principal. I'm like, you think I got time to be dealing with this guy right here? You know what I'm saying? Like, look at my report card. Like, why are we even having this discussion? You acting like I'm, I didn't even get out of my chair. And I remember having to convince people like, oh, I don't have the right to defend myself or my, my grade. I'll focus on defending my grade. I wasn't even focused on defending myself. Mm-hmm. And I remember my friends were like, dude, don't let him walk up on you like that. Don't you got to stand up. You got to, I'm like, I ain't worried about him. They're like, no, but if he hits you, like he could just knock you out and you're in the chair, right? And this is like my friends. These are my friends who are, yeah. I don't know way to college, but they're 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 helping me how to survive in this world that yep. I'm in, but I'm not in so much, in. you know. Yep. Anyway, that was a long story. So no, no, and and this is interesting to me, Ashanti, because I think a lot of our experiences, brother, as men, is exactly yours. That at any given point, to the best of our ability, we're trying to like articulate and communicate how we understand the world. Yeah. Whereas your teacher is looking at you as, yo, you're a 17 year old kid. Like you can't talk to me like that. So her (laughs) world is coming into play, Mm -hmm. right? And her perspective of that. And then you got the kid in the back of the chair or the back of the classroom coming up to you and his world is clashing into and you're like, you're like, what's going on here, (laughs) right? Um, It's it's something about just understanding um, where folks are coming from yeah. Uh, with how they're trying to communicate their needs and concerns that is deep. And, and I think that if we're willing to listen yeah. before we go into like action mode, yeah, you know, survival mode, I think we'd live in such a different world. Oh man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I yeah, I agree. No. I, and I, and I imagine you talking about the survival part, like you having that part of yourself that, you described as being here in America, but also being African and being like in this, in this, in this survival mode to fit in and not be ostracized or not to be called names. Right. I mean, I I, I can think of many names that little kids call people who don't look like them. And, and maybe I've done it too, like without even attributing, not even knowing, like I may not even even know, but I just know that the names that we call each other to, 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 to either hurt people's feelings, to make people feel small, to all the ways that we, we, we use that behavior, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which all point to me and go back in the direction of lack of understanding. Mm. Right. 
that that we all create this mm. this idea that we're other rather than not like our experiences may be other uh, but but actually um our emotions are identical mm. right yeah, yeah. growing up having to transition from a whole different continent to chicago mm-hmm. right in the 80s to fresno in the late 80s um it was survival right and and my parts didn't understand that growing up obviously right it, but because time and experience taught me otherwise but what it did teach me is hey like you get mad just like i get mad mm. but you grew up in in the hood in 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 west fresno but you got the same anger that i had in high school yeah. that's interesting to me right yeah oh hold up like you 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 live you know i have cousins and we talk quite a bit uh, back and forth and i'm like man you your your sadness your worry your grief is identical to mine right now because of what's going on in our country i'm not mm. experiencing what you're experiencing though yeah right but the emotions that come with that connection are identical you know what i mean and yeah and that's what i'm starting to notice with us as men is like yo, this idea of our experiences um, and emotions that come with them either validate or discredit who we're around mm-hmm. are false. That's our way of protecting ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Rather than, yo, listen, like you got the same feelings that I feel, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm a big music fan and I'm a big Tupac fan. And I remember this line. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what track it was. Um, I think it was actually an interview um and he was asked like how did you elevate your experience how did you get away from your experience and he told he told the dude i didn't get away from my experience i just understood the emotions that came with it right Mm. um and i'm like yeah that's real because that's what it is right how do you how do you say that quote again how did you get away from your experiences Mm -hmm. and he said he said i didn't he said i didn't Right. He's like, you know, Mm. my experience and my emotions are ever present, like they live in me, but I'm aware of them and I listen to them and I ask them, what do they want? And I have two choices. Right. I can either cater to their wants and sometimes that ain't good. Right. Yeah. Or I can show up as as my full self and say, like, I, I don't need you in this space. I do need mm-hmm. you, but it's going to look different because I'm guiding it, right? Um, because if we don't, you know, ask those sort of questions to ourselves as men, almost always what happens is that energy and those experiences come out, right? And and almost always, and I know always is a tricky word, but I put it out there because I hear it all the time, Asantity, is they almost always come out of our hands and feet. And they come mm. in the form of violence. Mm. Because if you ain't going to listen to me, right? Because really, that's what I want is I just want to be like, listened to. Um, maybe not heard, but really deeply listened to. Yeah. Um, I- I'm going to show you, right? And, and as men, mm. historically, we are programmed as protectors. Yeah. Right? We are programmed to 
protect with our hands and our feet, right? To show up big. Yeah. And a lot of my work is really helping our young dudes undo all that, recognize it for what it is and understand that it's a choice. And our emotions also are a choice and how we express them and how we allow them to come out is a choice, but we got to understand them. We got to accept them. Um, but also Ashanti, I'm big on this idea that, uh, you know, and this is the African in me, right? Mm. <laughs> um, we're all in a relationship to everything and everyone around us, mm. right? Nobody can tell me otherwise. Um, and that like the conditions of our experiences, our relationships, and our emotions, they really do influence like how we view the world, right? Like if I grew up in a single household in the hood and it was my duty to protect because for example, my mother legit didn't have the time. Mm -hmm. Not only do I get to grieve that, but I also get to actually look at it and say that that was okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that it hurt and that um, I can celebrate myself for surviving that and celebrate that she survived that and then come to the conclusion of, well, what am I going to do now? And, and, and how do I want that part of me to show up every day? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Man, um, so many things are... <laughs> are spinning in my, my, my mind and my thoughts. Um, I first thank you. Appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad you, you come back to the place of the African perspective. And I, I, I was listening to a man from Colorado. His name is Papa. And I'm going to remember exactly what part of Africa he's from, but he runs a organization supporting the immigrant population from Africa. Right. And how they need different types of support than African-Americans, are in need of and one thing he said that has, has it, it just it it actually it was like almost like oh wow like i i never thought of that perspective and i would like to just ask you about it he says he said this he said it's really important that people understand that even though our skin tone may be similar that if you are an immigrant from africa for the most part you have never had a history of being enslaved. And I think that when he said that, it almost was like, oh, wow, that's a, oh, wait a minute, wait. And so how many times do we group people in, in, in behaviors and perspectives and attitudes because we think that they are operating from the same paradigm? Absolutely. And I think that, it, it, it literally every time I repeat it out loud, I'm like, "How wild is that?" Oh, not only that idea, but that also that concept that, you know, when I, I had a young man in my program, he was from his family was from Ethiopia. I don't 100 percent know if he were he was born here or not, but I do know the pressure I watched him feel. Mm. Like he was he was smart, he was talented, he he was he 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 was he he got access to knowledge like quick in his classes. And I saw him trying to like act like he needed to act like some of these other young men. And I was sometimes just watch. I mean, as a mentor, my job is sometimes to watch and observe and sometimes to intervene. And I'm like, Hmm, yeah. this is why, 
Why are you talking like that with right now? Right. Why? And you watch the pressure that he felt. You can almost see it just on his face, on his like, mm, I better say something. I better say something. And just this idea that, and, I, and I'm sure I'm talking about one is small little example of experience, but to watch him feel like he had to use that type of language that they were using and to, and to like glamorize what they were glamorizing in the moment and that pressure to like not feel left out. And now I, I, I watched it and hearing Papa say that in that conversation, it, it, it just, it replayed that those moments where I was watching him in a conflict and like a literal mm. visceral conflict of like, kind of like, wanting to disconnect from what they were saying, but also feeling pulled to, to compete and to banter back and forth. Yep. It was, yep. no, listen, Ashanti, I'm, I'm big on telling truths, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Even if they hurt, tell yeah. the truth, right? I'm big on like naming um, our monsters. Cause that's what they are. You know what I mean? I grew up yeah. in a household where it was like, yo, listen, like you get to name that boogeyman. Mm. And if you don't, I will, because mm. I want you to understand it's not as scary when you name it. So I, I think, you know, this particular gen gentleman is absolutely right. Like there is a disconnect in, in our identities as African and African-Americans. Right. Yeah. But I promise you the emotions are, are very identical. Yeah. And we need to understand as black men and, and, and community yeah. The first thing that was done to us when we were yeah. thrown on them ships yeah. was breaking our identity. Mm. They broke us in like horses. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They broke our brain first because they knew that if the brain and then the heart were broken, it was yeah. easy to, it was easy for, for them to do what they needed to do, right? Um, which is a very old playbook. However, I, I can give you like my experience in my own household, which I think is like one of the, the formulas that really helped me survive. Yeah. Um, and it was, and, and it's, it's, it's like this, I think across the continent. Um, and, and we try to replicate it here as African-American in, in, in very inconsistent ways, which is okay. Right. Yeah. Um, our, mental wellness as Africans and, and, and African-Americans was absolutely dependent on brother, like our interconnectedness to our community. Mm, right. Yeah. And that's a fact because we don't have an understanding of the individual, right? Mm. We have an understanding that the individual is part and whole mm. that when they're connected to our folks, through food, through music, um, mm. conversation, in circle, yeah, we do well. And 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 I I like I lived that experience as annoying as it was. I lived it. So my yeah. mom, for example, was the cook in the community. Mm. No, she had no beef about that, right? And the one thing that we know about like Ethiopians, um, and it's general across the board as Africans, yeah, our wellness is tied to sitting together and eating mm. and what comes out of eating is conversations about hey how you doing yeah. so for example um i'm one of six in 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 my household and um there were nine of us in total right 
I'm sorry, eight of us in total. But I remember um, there was always a room in my home for the next African or Ethiopian that was coming from overseas. Mm. Right. Because what we knew is in order for them to reset and settle, not only do they need shelter, but they needed food and they needed the community around them so that if anything, you know, they needed or wanted to talk about was almost instantly available. Right. Like I remember growing up, my house was the home where everybody and anybody, but specifically Africans would come. And my mom, you know, we're big on coffee. I think that's what the world knows us for, right? Is my mom would crack the coffee open. It was a whole bunch of kids running around. And I remember being one of the only kids that would come in and out and just kind of check the environment and, and watch what they were doing. And what I noticed is they were just sitting and talking. Mm. They were talking about depression. They were talking about anxiety. They were talking about health, right? Physical and emotional. And I'm like, yo, like, we're onto something. And, and that something really was the old idea that, like, this country took away from us is band together, mm. right? Sit down and eat and talk to each other, right? So you can have an understanding. So I, I think with, you know, Papa is, is what I would call him. He, he's absolutely right. Like, we need to name those truths, but we need to get back to the old ways, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That connection, that connection, Absolutely. that circle. You know, I, I think that I, I, I think this this is going to need to be a part two. We're going to need to do another <laughs> part. Like, I I don't know how the time has gotten. I mean, it literally. Thank you for like into in, 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 in introducing a, a way of showing this mask in a beautiful way. I really appreciated that. And I'm I'm um, I, I don't want to stop, but I but I. But I, but I know the commitment that I made. And so, look, I want to do this. I want to, uh, we're, we're going to do a part two at some point, like soon, because I'm, I, because I ultimately believe that what you have, what, what I've, what I've written and what the, the notes I wrote here, but just also this idea of like those parts of myself, when, when I am operating, when, when we get to connect, you meet me at, at 47 but inside of here is the the kid who just loves to laugh, right? Absolutely. He's in there, right? He, he's still a part of me. He's still a part of me. And remembering when laughing was no longer okay because you got to be serious all the time and you begin to shut that part off. And then the parts that were treated really poorly and you remember those feelings and you feel those things come. And I think just having all those elements have has created what I got to create as a teacher. When I, when I would engage with students, and a kid would say something about my shoes and I would really want to like put hands yep. on a child. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening inside of me? Oh, that's the 12 year old me yes. who yes. was ridiculed and made fun of. And I'm feeling that as a adult, like, Oh man, and I got to put him in check right now yep. because I've seen many teachers who don't know how to get out of, you're not 12 anymore. You're not in danger. You're just feeling something. And just know, oh, I see, I see what happened. And that what you're feeling is an undone part that is asking you to pay attention to it. That mm. is asking you to parent it. Right? Like, that's just what it is. And, and if we keep it real, like all the way real in, in my world, you know, our parents weren't perfect at all. Yeah. And, and that as hurtful as this sounds to us as I think men and adults, that our parents actually did the best that they could do. 
Mm. Yeah. Right? But, but we have a, that part that's like, nah, he's talking about your shoes. Right? <laughs> Pick your head up. Square your shoulders. <laughs> they'll snatch them up. And you're like, hold up, I'm 47. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, without a doubt, without a <laughs> doubt, without a doubt. Like you're just like, oh, and I, I, you, I better leave this room. Yeah, <laughs> leave this room. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and I and I see and I see teachers who can't, who are who get uh, overcome, and then you see them arguing with a kid, and you're like, uh, you're the adult. Yep, you're you're the adult. They, they and, pull, and, they, and you know what's interesting, Ashanti? Yeah. What you're trying to do in that moment is pull them back to their adult self. That's right. But you're also trying to tell that 12 year old, yo, like, it's cool. Like, your shoes are okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know you're it safe. hurts. You're safe. You're safe. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. And it's the same thing to tell that real 12 year old, like, what was it that made you feel that you needed to say that about that person? What, what, who in you are you protecting? Who are you? Are you trying to impress? Who are you? Who who are you trying to? Because you've taught, you've been told that to do that is going to give you some points, some brownie points, some credit, some whatever it is. And now, oh, okay. So tell me why? Why did you throw? Why did you throw the chair? Tell me why you threw a chair. Now, I was an administrator, right? So all the questions of behavior, you're like, yeah, you you know it's not good to throw a chair, but tell me why you threw the chair. Tell me what the chair was about. Oh, it was X Y Z that you were trying to deal with but you didn't know any other way to deal with it. You you went back to not having words. You went into like, let me act, like you said, with hands and feet, right? When we want to be heard, we're going to put hands and feet. I'm going to throw this chair. People are going to hear it. They're going to see it. They're going to know that I don't have the right words to say what I'm feeling, but I am going to show you, right? And how often does that come out against our family and friends and people who love us too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and then their, their communication is reflecting mm. that part of us right and then it's chaos until it's calm man um, which is why i think uh, there's always a responsibility always for us as adults to take care of us first to find mm. the balance in us first to understand what triggers us um what moves us yeah. because if we don't we're going to be in con this constant feedback loop of chaos with our men and boys Oof. right Oof, we um because the work and I have a mentor that tells me this all the time and it annoys me, right? At times, right? But this is a 16-year-old, right? Yeah. Hockey, ego-based 16-year-old in me is annoyed, but he's right. Yeah. The work is only about us. Right. Right. It's only about us and our parts. Because that outside world, and he tells me this so often, is always coming at us. It always will. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Yeah. Right. So gotta mm. gotta put the shoulders up a little bit, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well look, well, look at this. I, yes. I this weekend I'm gonna be doing some journaling and then <laughs> and you and I are gonna have another talk. I'm gonna Let's be tapping it. in. I appreciate you breaking that down. Listen, uh, for those people who may be interested in who may be in your area, who maybe wanna yeah. like follow back up with you is there any way you want people to follow you what ways do you want people to connect with you if you want yeah to? um the easiest way ashanti and thank you and i'm still new to this part right um yeah. is through instagram it's g m a a z a l m f t 
Um, and that's my immediate um, Instagram. Um, I do my best to, best to post. Um, if folks just want to reach out and, and holler, that's the easiest way to do it. Easy. We will put the link in the show notes here. And I want you to know that this is not done. This is nowhere near done. <laughs> Like I can't, I can't, I'm looking at the clock right here. I'm like, how did this happen so fast? So, 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 uh, yeah. To be continued. Yes, sir. Um, sir. happy, uh, happy Thanksgiving week. Well. And I wish you to have a fantastic time and let's, um, let's, let's redo this before the end of the year. Let's, let's, I'm, let's I'm get in. back together. I have an idea that we, we, we need to do something. I'm in. Remarkable. I'm in. Okay. I'm you, brother. I'm okay. You. Let have, me know. Um, Real quick, um, Ashanti, do I need to do anything else or no? You're good to go. This? We're good. Yeah, no, you're gonna get an email from my team. Let me. I'm gonna just close out right now. So, folks, listen. Um, if you know, um, uh, I'm, just, yeah, I'm, about to, I'm getting all excited, tongue tied. Um, Maza and myself, we shed our mask here publicly. You don't have to do that. You can actually show your mask um, anonymously at millionmasks.org. Please go do that. Go create a mask. And if anybody you know that needs to hear this conversation, share this with them. I hope you were inspired as I was. And thank you for being a part of the Million Mask Movement and the Taking Out the Mask podcast. We'll see you soon, folks. Take care. Good to meet you, brother. The Taking Out the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie, graphics are by kelly wong and a special thanks to the team at ever forward vanessa cortez and choque alan alvarez we'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100 we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the taking off the mask family and we look forward to you being a part of it as well if you like what you heard today please subscribe write a five-star review and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care. We'll see you soon. <laughs>